Welcome to PageCast's holiday season. This December, we're looking back and reflecting on all the incredible books published in 2022. We've asked a few special guests to review their top pick for the year and to give us a taste of what they'll be reading this holiday and in the new year. We hope you enjoy this episode of PageCast's Books in Review for 2022. Hi everyone, I'm Samantha Hibbs, co-host of The Great Equalizer and its spin-off sister podcast, TGE's Current Read, and I am here to talk about my top book for 2022. I've just reviewed the Colleen Hoover blockbusters and I'm midway through Jodie Pico's latest, Mad Honey, which she's written with Jennifer Finney Boylan, a trance writer. This is a goodie for anybody really wanting like a, a hard hitter, but I'm not sure how to talk about that. I thought that I would give the underdog a winning chance here and so my, drum roll please, my book, top book for 2022, the book that hit me most in the fields is Witches by Brenda Lozano. So this book was, it's a Spanish book, originally a Spanish book. Brenda Lozano is an excellent Spanish writer. It was translated by writer Heather Cleary. And what I love about translations is that they provide insight into worlds that aren't part of sort of the English literature canon, right? And it's it's nice to be delving into, you know, other languages and what other cultures in the world are kind of up to and what they're interested in and what they're writing about and how that molds with our English-speaking society. So this book is interesting because it juxtaposes two storylines that eventually merge at the end. Um, one strand details the life of a Mexican healer known as a curandera, okay? This Mexican healer is called Feliciana. And then the other strand follows a journalist who's interviewing Feliciana. Uh, the journalist is called Zoe. So rather, Zoe's investigating the murder of Feliciana's cousin, Paloma, uh, which leads her to Feliciana, who is touted as the most legendary healer of Mexico. So... For most of the book, the chapters alternate between Zobie's story and Feliciana's story. And like I say, eventually the two women's stories overlap. What's really interesting about Feliciana is that her life is rooted in a real-life character, a curandera called Maria Sabina, who was famously profiled in Time magazine. And uh, she had several high-profile people come to her for healing, including Bob Dylan and Prince. Famously, um, Maria Sabina treated with hallucinogenic mushrooms, showcasing how this was super on trend way before it was on trend in modern times. Microdosing is actually rooted in age-old rituals. So for anybody that's super concerned about cultural appropriation, lest we forget that certain cultures have been doing shrooms for centuries, guys. <laughs> so Paloma, similarly, is in fact a trance character which is totally, totally normalized in the book. Like I was saying, this is what I love about reading books written initially in other languages, is you start to see what's normalized in different cultures that's not normalized in the English canon. Polona is a really interesting character. I recently did a deep dive in my own career about trans teens in South Africa, and one of the biggest criticisms of gender diversity in relation to parenting, it's that it's a sudden new surge of something happening, where this book kind of, disproves this notion. It's a prime example of how gender diversity has actually been normalized and is revered 
in some cultures. Paloma was born Gaspar and is actually the most delightful character. Another thing that really hits home in this book is Zoe, the journalist interviewing Feliciana, uh, represents modern Mexico. She heads to Feliciana to do an investigation, but she comes away from this investigation with more insight into herself and her connectedness to women. So here, guys, I wanted to read a bit of the blurb, and this is Zoe speaking. I had wanted to get to know them, Zoe says, of Feliciana and Paloma, but I realized right away that the people I needed to know better were my sister, Leandra, and my mother, myself. I came to understand that you can't really know another woman until you know yourself. There are several similar mic drop moments in this book. Truly one of those reads that resonated with me at the time that I was reading it. And I'm sure it will do for so many of you. I feel like busy as I personally am and, you know, everybody else is in the rat race too. Modern life has taken away some of the magic of what it means to be a woman. Witches, however, taps into that inner sorcery that all women have, that intuition, that sixth sense, that central to, quote-unquote, the divine feminine. In fact, on page 111, Zoe's mother says that all women are born with a bit of bruja in them for protection, bruja referring to magic. This was just a really refreshing read. So it was great to break free from the brick and mortar of modern domesticity and to tap into the divine feminine. Feliciana speaks also about her powers of healing, the healing powers of the language. So this is going to be my last pull quote from this amazing book, I promise, but hopefully it like inspires you to, to read this title. In my ceremony, says Feliciana, I saw that people love, they fall in love, they have their affections and they suffer, and it doesn't matter if they are men or women, and this is something that the language reveals in the ceremonies. The language is what uh, gives Feliciana her powers of healing. We are all the same when it comes to our affections. We are all the same at night. And like they say in the church, we're all the same under the sun. We're all alike under the language. The language makes us equal. Intellectually, this intersects with so much. Christians will know that the word has broad theological meaning that refers to God's divinity and how the creator reveals himself to mankind. I'm sure I'm missing so much else, but honestly, this is one of the things that spoke to me in the book that I think will hit each reader differently. Guys, in short, Brenda Lozano is a genius and witches is an absolute work of art. So surprisingly, 2022 brought a lot of non-fiction my way. This was fiction. At times I was like, hmm, maybe there is a non-fiction element to it, but um, it is fiction. Some of the books I'll be heading into with this, this festive season, some of the books I'll be taking on holiday with me and going into 2023 are all memoirs. I'm going to dive into Floor Sample by Julia Cameron. Most creatives will know Julia Cameron from her 1992 self-help book, Artist's Way. Floor Sample is her memoir and it speaks about her relationship with Martin Scorsese. It has like a feel of the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but in real life. So I'll keep everybody posted on that. Something that was also sent my way, another memoir by another writer. 
I came all this way to meet you writing myself home by Jamie Attenberg. So Jamie Attenberg is an interesting character. She documented her solo drive across America and then continued to write about her global travels. This book looks at her life and how Wonderlust underscores her creative journey. And then lastly, and I am wrapping up now, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. This memoir comes highly recommended and is apparently equal parts hilarious and heartbreaking, which is just the kind of book I love. Younger millennials or even Gen Z will know this author as the Nickelodeon child star of iCarly and Sam and Cat. The memoir is about Jeanette's struggles as a child actress, which include eating disorders, addiction, and as you can tell by the title, a really troublesome and overbearing mother who seems to have done a lot more harm than good. So as you can see from my TBR list and my extended TBR list, I have so much to delve into, but for now I'm finishing off the year with these titles. I'll be starting 2023 off with guidance from millennial poet Rupi Kaur and her guided journal Healing Through Words. This I'm really excited about, using my writing more creatively in a more creative space and a meditation space. So bring on 2023. Guys, for more from me and my reviews in the new year, please head on over to my podcast at The Great Equalizer, which is a parenting podcast that I co-host with Charlene Armstrong. And then tune in to our bookish spin-off, TGE's Current Breed, where I do more of these types of book reviews and interview authors, both local and international. Thanks for listening to this episode of PageCast. To make the holiday season that much better, we are giving away weekly book bundles of all the top picks. Follow us on Instagram at Jonathan Bull Publishers to find out more. From everyone at PageCast, happy holiday.